This is Real on Reels, Episode Zero, Hereditary, a Blue Light Deduction. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real on Reels, a podcast where we, the two currently unnamed podcasters, discuss movies, television, cinema, and film. And if you're a fan of movies or cinema or film, you're going to love this podcast. Yes, they are, Rob. That is correct, Jeremiah. And then that is how we naturally introduce our names instead of doing some kind of forced introduction like, I'm Rob. I'm Jeremiah. Welcome to Real on Reels. <laughs> or something like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the introduction's out of the way. So uh, let's talk about the movie that we are promising people some analysis of in the title of this podcast, I assume. Maybe. <laughs> but yes, we will be discussing each week. We'll be discussing one movie. And we'll also be doing some other things um, in between and at the end and the beginning. And yeah, it's gonna be, There's going to be a, a potpourri of movie, film, TV pop culture stuff a veritable pot purr. yeah i mean it, it's gonna be we're gonna have trivia news um we're gonna take listener questions when we have some you know when we have an audience we're gonna do debates on the show we're gonna be uh we've been discussing uh the possibility of having a debate over boondock saints because i think it's terrible and rob thinks it's classic well to be completely fair <laughs> i haven't seen that movie in years so we would need to do a fresh re- rewatch before we uh, even to do that debate, because which uh, will cause me physical pain. But uh, yeah. I'll do it for you, for, might, you, for you listeners out there. And and it goes the other way. You might end up loving it, and I might end up hating it. That'd be really interesting. Not gonna happen. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, basically, you know, we're gonna be. This is gonna be um, kind of a no holds barred show. We're gonna bring uh, whatever we want, whatever you guys like. We're gonna t- we're gonna be listening to feedback. We're gonna be, uh, you know, the meat the meat and potatoes of it is gonna be reviewing a show, uh, movie. We're gonna be hitting each other with steel chairs too, because <laughs> it's no holds barred. And I'm gonna power slam you through a table. Hopefully, only metaphorically. No, literally. I mean, this is a new desk, so that's true. I don't want to see it messed up. So this week, our discussion is going to be on Hereditary, the latest, scariest movie since The Exorcist. (laughs) So Hereditary is a uh, horror film that just uh, came out on uh, June 8th of 2018. You and I didn't see this one together. But we did both go see it in the theater. Yeah, and I, I think you had a pleasant theater experience. Uh, there or were, no, you did have some problems, didn't you? Yeah, there were some people talking. You know, oh. um, the whole were they, were they cliche yelling the at the screen kind of thing. Yeah. Were they talking crap about the movie, though? No. Okay, they were just they participating. Were kind of doing, yeah. Okay. See, that that kind of stuff is annoying, but I can, I can forgive it. I was sitting next to a guy that was talking crap about the movie the entire runtime. Wow. And he was right next to me. And when I got to the theater, this guy sat right next to me 
I was in a row pretty much to myself. He sat right next to me and was like, hey, can I sit here? And I was like, uh, I guess. <laughs> and uh, like, I'm not the and, manager, bro. Like, And I'm a big dude. And he's a big dude. And we were touching. We were shoulder to shoulder. We were getting intimate. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, I guess I'm just going to get up and move over. So I wow. moved over. And the guy's like, thanks, buddy. And then his family came in. They sat next to him. <laughs> and they all talked the entire movie. Oh, wow. Going, oh, this is so stupid. And then there were people behind me talking the entire movie. Nobody can sit through a movie anymore, it seems. That's At least nuts. these kinds of movies where they're kind of they're more cerebral than they are exciting right i think that's ziggy trying to get in the room by the way that's that oh, sound yeah that's uh jeremiah's oh, cash uh so if you hear some meowing in the background that is old ziggy ginger monster okay <laughs> um garfield cat so this movie is very memorable um i i was captivated frankly i mean i'm, I'm going i'm going to probably gush quite a bit here because I mean I've seen some of the criticisms and and by perhaps more jaded filmgoers than myself, but I think I w- I even said to you like right after I saw it, you know this is probably the best horror movie I've ever seen, mm. um, and I've seen quite a few. I'm not necessarily an aficionado, but I really appreciate a good horror film. It's like I I don't like a lot of horror. I don't. I mean. I mean, most of it, frankly, it just isn't, it just doesn't do anything for me. Right. But when a really good horror movie comes around, I really appreciate that. And mm-hmm. I think, it, I think it's hard to, to, um, to do one really well. I think just like with any other genre, of course it doesn't get appreciated, uh, you know, like some other genres, but, um, this was definitely, I mean, this was the best example that I've seen of like a high production value horror film that is really much more than a horror film and um you know in that way it kind of reminds me a little of uh crimson peak uh and i'm a i'm a guillermo del toro fanboy so that's you're just gonna have to deal with that i'm probably gonna bring him up a lot (laughs) i don't know if i ever saw that one what's it about uh it's the one where uh they uh it's a ghost you know type movie like Mm -hmm. there's a haunted house kind of but this haunted house is this you know opulent old mansion in somewhere somewhere in england i want to say because the main the the main character like the woman who stars in it is is from america and she's i think she's supposed to be kind of like her father is this like kind of dale carnegie type type of character i think Mm -hmm. that's who he's supposed to represent so he's like super rich industrialist whatever and this like charming english guy played by Tom Hiddleston comes and woos her and um and the dad is murdered and and so but anyway the, they're well, spoiler alert it, on a movie we're not even <laughs> discussing. Eh. Uh so well that's not really a spoiler. I mean it oh, happens okay. here at the beginning of the movie. Gotcha. So that's just really part of the setup. So anyway, there's this 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 uh still spoiled. Opulent old mansion and it's got this it's very memorable because it's got like it's like kind of falling apart. There's like this big hole in like the roof 
right over like the the main foyer you know the foyer where the big grand staircase is and stuff and there's this really memorable image of like the snow kind of like uh trickling down in the in the foyer and um this movie's it's kind of ringing a bell yeah but anyway it's um it's it's this really uh high production value you know high budget kind of um old hollywood like glitzy very like bright colors it's it's really well done um and uh as a horror film it's got you know it's got some good scares in it you know it's got del toro's good at that but it's um it was lacking it was the screenplay just as you know is just not all that good really this the the um uh there's not much subtlety and it's um it's just kind of obvious where it's going um but anyway hereditary was very much uh the full package like i kind of got that sense of like oh man this is like really grand but it also like had the story to back it up it had the script it had the acting the acting is phenomenal in this film yeah absolutely very 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 good movie um and very good acting in uh on everybody's part yeah tony collette deserves an oscar like easily yeah she definitely deserves did she has she won one uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I wasn't sure if she won one for Little Miss Sunshine or not. Oh, well, maybe. I, I think don't know. Al- she might have been nominated. I want to say maybe. I think Alan Arkin might have been nominated too. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. That was a good performance too. Anyway, yeah. Um, Millie Shapiro, the, the little girl in the movie. It's just a really kind of creepy very creepy performance yeah so good for her, somebody her age she was very good and speaking of her like this the movie the trailer for this movie made it seem like she was going to be more of a focus of right the whole film and so when she remember we said spoiler alert already mm-hmm. when this little girl gets her head knocked off She's decapitated well, she, by a telephone pole. Right, while uh, choking from anaphylactic shock from uh, she was has peanut allergy, right, or nut allergy. Right. She needs something at a, a party, and uh, she starts choking, and her brother takes her, uh, rush, tries to rush her to the hospital, and she's putting her head out the window to get more air, and uh, hits her head. It's such knocks a tense off. scene, and there's. It's one of those many moments of the film where it's just like, this is uncomfortably realistic. Like, right. I don't want to be in this situation. This is yeah, yeah. Hor- a horrifying situation. Yeah. You know? And it's uh, it's so beautifully handled, the way he just sits there in the car in shock. Right. Like, that's exactly how that moment should have been handled. And then drives home, goes to bed, wakes up to his mom, traumatized and, and screaming that was a powerful moment like just the the sound of her crying absolutely was a a great performance yeah and you feel um, because tony collette's character is she is just hit over and over and over again by tragedy and then you feel so bad for the kid too the the 16 year old older brother who um i mean he's just a normal teenager he didn't want her to go to the party right you know um you know just wanted to smoke a little weed with this girl he liked you know yeah um and you know the mom made her go 
Mm-hmm. So this it's it's this um, it has this incredible tragic arc, and that you I mean that's that it's almost it's almost ridiculous for a horror movie to have such a quality story, you know? Yeah, but I thought you were going with, when you said ridiculous. I thought you were going in a different direction because I thought you were saying the arc this movie has is ridiculous because. I, at a certain level, I kind of agree. I think I, I really like this movie, mm-hmm. and I I love how crazy it gets. But oh, it gets zany. It gets real zany. And I was going to ask you about that actually about how how we feel about the ending. But it gets continue. real like paranormal activity paranormal activity at some points. Um, which listen, I love horror movies like bad ones, good ones, everything. I love paranormal activity. I think those are. <laughs> hilarious movies it's sometimes very creepy but some of the stuff and but they're very silly at times and i felt like this kind of got into the silly yeah so let's just go there the the ending i can't decide if it's brilliant or kind of a cop-out um i mean the my reaction to it when i saw it was i i felt kind of satisfied in a way like i was like the the mom okay well first of all i mean just the mom sawing your head off that makes the the whole freaking thing worth watching that, it's just okay again i've seen a ton of horror movies <laughs> that was one of the most messed up things i've ever seen yeah happen in a horror movie and that was amazing that was just brilliant yeah. and then there's more there's of course more to, more to be said about filmmaking right there's more to be said about how this turns into a horror movie and you know getting toward you know in the third act basically like which would be pretty much when stuff like the seance stuff gets weird and the kid is like you know he that like invisible thing or whatever like smashes his head into the desk yeah yeah. um everything kind of following that but i just wanted to say while we were on that like subject of like the the crazy like scary scenes in this movie the when he's in the in the uh foyer or whatever and he finds his father's burned body and there's that pans over to this like smiling guy in the corner that you can't really see at yeah. first. And you can, as it kind of gets closer to him, you start to see him more that yeah. scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. That it reminded me of actually it, it follows. Do you ever see that? Yes. The mo- the moment in that movie that freaked me the heck out was when the, the tall man first comes into the, into the, like her bedroom or whatever. That's the first time you see that tall man uh-huh. that it turns into yeah, yeah. that. And he, he just like ducks his head under the door cause he's super tall, you know? And, yeah. Uh, that got me. Um, and, but of course the other, the, the other, one of the other great moments in this movie that people are going to be talking about for a long time is, and we're getting away from our topic a little bit here cause we were going to talk about the ending, but we'll get to that. The kid, uh, you know, the, the teenager, he wakes up. I, I wish I remember the character's names, but anyway, Go on IMDb. Uh, he, he wakes up and um he he wakes up from a nightmare peter i want to say was that the one where he was having the the like uh lighter fluid no the lighter fluid nightmare was when she wakes him up to do the seance thing right but anyway he wake was it the maybe it was one where the her head the the the, the sister's head is rolling off and turns into a basketball or whatever that might have been it i think that was it yeah. but anyway and the, by the way then the way that his nightmares are handled in this movie are really uh, is really uh, great too right um but uh so he but he wakes up and he's sitting up on the bed 
and the camera just kind of starts panning out. You know, it's a dark bedroom and and you kind of start to see the mom like up in the corner of the of the room, like up on the ceiling, Mm -hmm. like just floating there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, it just slowly comes into view, and there's just, just this like, I, I it's brilliant because there's this like dawning dread. Like it's not, mm-hmm. there's no jump scares mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, no jump scares. There's just this dawning dread, which I guess is kind of a oxymoron, but anyway. Um, but that's what I, that's one of the great things about the cinematography in this film. Like we could, we could say a lot about the cinematography as well. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. But the ending, yeah, it gets. Well, I mean, we, before we, oh yeah, I guess this kind of ties into the ending. But before we, we to tie into that topic of creepy things in the movie, when he was in the attic and he discovered his grandmother's headless corpse, mm. do you? Rem- I, I I don't know if it was just me. Actually, but did you I, see I, I somebody think, behind him? I'm not what? sure. I but I think just to clarify detail, I think I don't think he found the grandmother's corpse. The mom found the grandmother's corpse. What he saw in that spot where the grandmother's corpse was was his picture that's right which we had which the audience had seen earlier we already knew there was something going on with the kid they were the seance was or the uh the the cult was doing something still he found it right i I don't think she told him about it right um but anyway he when he was standing there and he saw it over his shoulder i saw it was just the faintest glimpse of like a look like a naked woman which there was a a naked older woman which there was which showed up a little bit later plenty and i did not notice that and And i'm not surprised that that was yeah and i i don't know i could have just been seeing things but it creeped me out because it was just like one of those things like i don't even because it's it's so creepy because right now i don't even know if i saw it or not that's (laughs) that's (laughs) creepy yeah it is creepy it really is like that's how kind of like the, the mindset this movie puts you in whether I saw it or not yeah. is really not the point. Right and now. actually, the first like kind of horror moment in the movie, because yeah. by the way, this movie, you know, well, I mean, if you've seen it, you kind of know, but it, it's it. A lot of it is kind of a drama, you know, and it, right, yeah. there's this kind of like real life horror family drama feeling to it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like early on, one of the earlier like horror elements is where they um, uh, she kind of sees her mom's like ghost, basically. And you kind of think, oh, maybe this is a ghost movie. Oh, yeah. And there's little things like that leading up to that crazy finale where you're like, oh, what kind of horror movie is this going to be? Right. Because you don't really know. Because at, at a certain point, you start thinking, is this woman crazy? Is she just right. seeing things? We're put in the position of the outsider. We don't really know what's going on to this to these people, whether they're crazy because of the movie's title, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. There's mental illness in this family, as she explains. Um, right. I think the whole thing is kind of supposed to be a, men- a metaphor for mental illness. Well, yeah, yeah. Which is part of what makes it so unsettling. Yeah. About how difficult that is to deal with in a family. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... And again, it still kind of leaves you wondering, did any of that really happen? Mm-hmm. The way it was a- that appeared to us, to Tony right. Collette's character. Because if she's truly crazy, is it that she imagined that all this kind of stuff would happen? Or did she go into their rooms at night, cut her daughter's head off, um, burn her husband alive with lighter fluid? And these are the kinds of questions that you probably would find maybe more clues to if you rewatched it. It's, it's, it's the first horror movie I've ever seen where I feel like, man, I should rewatch that. But I don't want to because it's terrifying <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i i feel like i should rewatch it you know yeah. 
Cause there's so many details like that where you go back and you think, wait, wait a minute. And it, that's another thing. It has, it has such an intricate plot. Like that's not what you normally see in horror, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I mean, interesting plot. Yes. To a cer- certain extent, in my opinion, I, there were times where it felt like it dragged. There were times where it felt slow and a little boring. But ultimately, I think there were really no wasted scenes. And that kind of horror movie just needs that kind of buildup. But, I mean, like I talked about earlier about the bad audience, general audiences are not going to really latch on to a movie like this that, that is an interesting point and that leads me to one thing one of the things i wanted to talk about which is um the rotten tomatoes disparity between uh the critics and, and audiences um because the critics it actually was even a little more of a disparity before but right now it's 89 for critics and 58 for audiences i think at one point it was like 91 and 56 so yeah. um it's not really very often that you see such a big disparity for any kind of movie um, but this, I feel like is, well, I, I was just going to say, I think you, you do kind of see that kind of often, but it's always with these kind of arty artsy movies. And this one's kind of a weird hybrid between artsy and yeah, that's, it's what's so and, weird about it. And you like do over the top you, horror. You're right. You do expect this kind of disparity with kind of an obscure movie or like something that's like obviously highbrow, that kind of right. thing. And I just, I was surprised about the 58% because I mean, I, and I think I understand, I was surprised because I, I just, to me, it just seemed, it was so memorable and so impactful. Um, but I can understand how, you know, a lot of horror fans, I mean, there's kind of horror is still kind of in this like torture porn kind of realm and it's still there. People are expecting, something more they're expecting jump scares they're expecting you know a lot of pe- a lot of people like jump scares that's yeah. not necessarily you know we love the fact that there were no jump scares but that's yeah. not necessarily the way most horror fans are yeah um i don't think and um so yeah it, it was not a popcorn horror film it was almost the opposite right. of that mm-hmm. um so i do understand uh, which makes the the turned over popcorn icon there apropos, I suppose. But yeah, um, on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score, right? While we're on Rotten Tomatoes, scroll down. Let's see uh, what some critics are saying. Good um, idea, Rob. Thanks, Jeremiah. That wasn't planned at all. No, it was not. Okay, so Tony Collette's flawless. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. So all time great Tony Collette performance again. Yeah. That's Christy Lumet. Somebody says, here's a haunted house movie for the ages. It's, it's really not a haunted house movie. Can I tell you a Christy Lumet story? Tell you what now? A Christy Lumet story. Who's that? Scroll up. The person that said, Oh, okay. Or Lemire, Christy Lemire. Sorry. Sorry. Christy, Christy Lemire. All time great Tony Collette performance. That's her clip on the rotten tomatoes thing. Anyway, I, in, I interned for a newspaper, in when I was in college and um, I was a journalism major and I happened to intern with one of the arts and entertainment writers so I got to do a lot of movie reviews and things so one time he um, my advisor my internship supervisor basically said hey um, 
I can't go to this critics showing of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, mm. uh, which I think was how many are there? <laughs> uh, there's too many. I think there are five now. Jesus, uh, I think they've made another one. I haven't seen. I don't the last even know two. what number this was. I think this might have been three or four. I'm. Oh my gosh! I want to say. I think it was the fourth one. Probably. Because I think it was after the trilogy had been. Yeah. It might have been the third one, though. I don't know. I don't anyway. know. Anyway, <laughs> so I go to see the movie, and Roger Ebert's there, and I got to meet him. It was really awesome. But that's besides the point. <laughs> that's one of the name drop. Uh, so I write the review for this movie, and they, the newspaper was going to use Christy Lemire's review in the newspaper. They were going to, I guess, I don't know what the word for newspaper syndicating is. Mm. Um, yeah, probably just syndicating. Yeah, they were going to syndicate her article and put it in that paper. And because my supervisor wasn't able to go. But because I wrote it, I got to kick Christy Lemire out <laughs> of that newspaper. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And that was a long-winded story for... Not much of a <laughs> payoff. We also saw The Wiz. You and I went to a performance of The Wiz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was an intern, uh, my professor, yeah, he was my professor too, but um, he was also, he worked, worked at the paper. He gave me tickets to The Wiz, uh, a performance of, a live stage performance of The Wiz. And I was going to do a review of it. I did review it for the paper, and then I also did a uh, blog post or something on his website about, I compared the movie and the, the stage performance. But when we saw it, that was, it was pretty fun. Yeah, there was a firework when uh, when The Wiz first came yeah. out, right above my head. Oh my god, we... Or our heads. It was, it was so know, loud. It was right it, above us. Yeah. We were like, almost ducked and covered. I was terrified for a second. I was like... Yeah. It was so loud. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that only added to the... Right. And then, they, and then we had dinner. I think it was like... They gave us dinner. Uh, it was like a it was buffet. It was like a dinner? It, or it, was like a, it was like a dessert reception. Or, yeah, something like that. Um, I had a, a, like five different desserts and it was delicious. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, and the, the lady who played the... Um, she was like the Wicked Witch of the West character, yeah. kind of. Um, she had to like ad lib for a while because the recording, uh, like messed up, like it kept repeating or something. Oh yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and she, she was like doing like crowd work and like, she, she just ran with it. It was great. Right. So anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> so let's go through some more of these reviews. Let's look at some rotten ones. Um, go, go up and just see if we can filter by rotten. Oh Yeah. We can do that, Rob. Yes, we can, Jeremiah. <laughs> okay. Okay. My disappointment would be less bitter if the first half weren't so strong, and I commend Astor for the effort, especially his direct direction of actors, all of whom shine. That's Christopher Llewellyn Reed from Film Festival Today. Christopher Llewellyn Reed. <laughs> Film critic. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I don't know if that... The first half, I I think it was better than. What's What's funny about that review is that he's not 
complaining about it not being enough of a horror movie, which is what probably the average person would yeah. would complain about. He's complaining about complaining about it like becoming a horror movie, right? You know, like, <laughs> and it's a very good horror movie, even the, if it was. This isn't a this is a critic though, right? But yeah, it's it's funny that um, that you know the critics, most of the critics did like it, but then there's still critics. Um, well, I don't know. I guess maybe he Christopher uh, Christopher Llewellyn Reed <laughs> looks to be the more seasoned of the right. critics that did not like the movie and his criticism is really not all that at least just from the snippet. It it's not all that uh critical. He might he, I I have a, I would assume that he doesn't like the zaniness that happens and all the devil possession right yeah i can i can i can sort of understand that um yeah because i think maybe some people i i really like all aspects of it i think but i think some people could see could think that he kind of went the wrong wrong way with it toward the end i can understand I, I that. kind of felt i kind of felt like that i just kind of felt like it went too i i felt like they didn't earn i don't know maybe they didn't earn the the level of wackiness that it attained towards the end because it just, it was such a serious movie and then it kind of turns into a, you know? Yeah. I mean the fact that the cult, you know, did their little uh, ceremony in the kid's tree house was kind of hilarious. Right. Yeah. Um, like it, it yeah, it just gets kind of, and weird. it is still creepy even at that point of the movie. Um, and I wanted to mention actually that um, I think he was somewhat influenced in kind of the overall concept for this movie. I think he was influenced by the witch, oh, which yeah. came out like three years ago. Yeah. There is a kind of um, and even some of the cinematography, but right. that movie is kind of this this drama tragedy kind of movie that culminates that, in a a wacky way. Yeah, it culminate. It's it doesn't actually get too wacky, but it gets it, wacky at the very end. Right. That's but, only the time it gets wacky. That movie. Um, I don't know if I would describe it as wacky actually, but it does culminate in this like cult scene, you know? Right. Um, and so I think it's as soon as you enter a cult, it gets a little zany. Hmm. I like cults. Well, I don't like actual cults, but I like cults. <laughs> I like cults and horror Hopefully films. Hopefully nobody takes that out of context. Right. I like, you know, occult themes in film, but with that, you have to kind of admit that it, it does come off a little hocus pocus. It comes off a little uh, Halloweeny. You know what I mean? I mean, is it more hocus pocus because it was a? It wasn't just a demon possession. It was a demon possession that also had this kind of like cult thing surrounding it. Yeah, both. I mean, both. I, I again, I love the theme. I think it's great. I love that kind of stuff in film. But. I do think that to certain people, I can see why Christopher Llewellyn Reed is thrown <laughs> off by it because it just, it gets, I don't know if we haven't, we, we're not going to read through his probably 3000 word review. Um, <laughs> but I assume he doesn't like the zaniness of it just based on kind of right. how he said the first half. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think uh, this is definitely a divisive movie it's yeah and it's funny i didn't i didn't initially have that reaction i just initially thought wow this thing is just 
it just knocked my socks off. But yeah, once you do think about it more, yeah. you're like, you, you definitely liked it more. He than made, I he did. took some risks. Yeah, I like, I really like the movie, but I think you, you, you like it more, way more than I. Do. I yeah, I think I, I think I do. I'm probably gonna be one of those like fanboys who's gonna be defending it forever. Well, I mean, I just, I don't think there's really anything to defend other than that it gets too wacky. But I, even then, like, I still like it. I like the wackiness. I think it's great. I think it's. I love over the top like melodrama and over the top horror. It's just, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I don't know. There's just something satisfying to watch when it does get that weird. But I'm just saying, for certain critics, I'm surprised that I'm surprised critics liked it as much as they did. I guess that's ultimately what I'm trying to say. Mm, okay. Because interesting. Even though it's an amazing piece of cinema, for most of it. And it re- remains an amazing piece of cinema through the entire thing. But what I mean is, like, at the end, it gets so out of its own realm that I'm surprised people, critics especially, latched onto it so as much as they did. Yeah, well, and I think part of that is just because they they thought, um, well, you know, this is kind of just a little snippet of it. Like, you don't, you can still enjoy, like, the vast majority of the thing, even if you didn't really like how they you know exactly how they brought it about yeah um, but i mean they're giving because rotten tomatoes is kind of hard because either rotten or fresh i mean we are in a society where you're, you're supposed to either love or something or hate something right um and rotten tomatoes kind of facilitates that right um so it, without reading a review and seeing maybe like a more out of 10 score or yeah. something it's it's a little harder to oh he does have a score on there he gave it a two out of four Oh, okay, yeah. And I, I, the four point people, critics, if you're listening to this for some awful reason. I think I'm about to very much agree with what you're going to say. Stop using the four-star scale. Amen. It is awful. Why four? I know. It's, use ten. Use base, something more base than ten, five. People, base ten. The, chem, the, the chemists figured this out a long time ago. Yeah, it's just, it gives you... Cause, Again, it kind of facilitates that either love it or hate it thing. And and IMDb gives it a seven point six, which just looking at that, you're like, oh okay, you know that makes yeah. sense. Because like, okay, here's our, here's I'm going to put this critics with four star scale. You have either the option of giving if, if you're not doing half stars. I don't see a lot of people doing half stars um, in their movie reviews. I either see like one, mm-hmm. two, three, or four. You have. If you're putting this on a grading scale, you you have like a few only a few options to give a movie, either an A plus, mm-hmm. a C, uh, an F, or an F minus. <laughs> so that's essentially yeah. That's you're not getting those in betweens that give a better idea of how a person feels about the movie. But I mean, I do kind of see how it does help people decide whether or not they're going to see the movie. If they're just seeing a, I, yeah, scale. I really do think it um, makes it easier just to glance at. I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. But, I, I. I wouldn't even make that argument. I hate the four point scale. Please I, don't pick movies by glances, people. <laughs> just, just pick a movie that looks good yeah. to you and watch it. But uh, yeah, but what I was gonna say is I do, I do like. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know if helpful would be the right word, but I do enjoy looking at the, the Rotten Tomatoes um, scores and seeing what the disparities are with different films. It's just, it's interesting to me to yeah, see. Yeah how critics and audiences differ. Definitely, um, yeah. And I like that 
IMDb is kind of a foil to that because it's just this massive uh, aggregation of a lot of different people voting. There's a lot. It's a much mm. larger sample size. Oh yeah. Um, Would they give it? Hereditary, they give it seven point six. I would rate it significantly higher than that. I would probably give it. Yeah, we might as well since we're talking about ratings. I would probably give it like a nine point five. I'd be tempted to give it better than that. <laughs> yeah, we are way off. I'm more in line with this IMDb score. Okay. I I, I think seven point six is pretty fair. But I personally, I'd probably give it more of an eight. Just a solid eight. Um, okay. Interestingly, um, all movie doesn't give out a lot of five star ratings. Mm-hmm. They gave Hereditary a five star rating. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. See, yeah, I'm just so surprised by the all movie is a very critical so, uh, source of reviews, aren't they? They are pretty. They can be pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all music was well. Um, all music is actually. I think all music is. I think the all music people are are pretty. Um, they're they get deep into stuff i mean they're pretty yeah. they're pretty brutal so you know when they give something five stars it's like wow you right know, but and yeah i'm i'm blown away that they gave that five stars i i'm not i don't, I don't mean this it sounds like i hate the movie but i don't <laughs> i love it no i get it i get it it's yeah. just i don't i don't love it as much as everybody else seems to the critics. Yeah. And maybe it's because the I have a bad theater experience. You like it more than yeah. the average audience. The bad theater uh, experience put me in a bad mood. I couldn't concentrate. Mm-hmm. Maybe that had something to do with it. It definitely mm-hmm. deserves a rewatch. I will definitely rewatch it at some right. point when it's available. But as of this moment, I don't know. I'm just, I love it, but I don't adore it. <laughs> um. So let's do, can you see... Uh, if there are user reviews, are there are just general audience reviews? Oh yeah, there are. Great, there are. Let's see what some of them have to say. Well, yeah, in this top review, she's talking about how it's not for the faint of heart. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that should have been apparent from what we've said so far. It's a horror movie. Just go and in, go into horror movies assuming it's not for the faint of heart. Right, you'll be better off. I love Tony Collette, but I can't believe she did this film. The first half was bad enough. But after she lost a family member, it really started circling the drain. I think that's when the movie got really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I totally I, agree with this, that. This person's wrong. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. This person uh, comments that um, it's a psychological horror that turns into a mythical horror, right? Or uh, I would call, or he, he says mystical. I would call it more like supernatural horror, but. It does do that, and I. But I think that's actually one of the things. Well, like we were talking about, it's one of those um, kind of risky moves um, that I I I liked that move because I thought that there were, like I was saying, there were per- different uh, times where you're not sure what kind of horror movie this is going to be. Right. And he kind of just figured. I think he, Ari Aster was just like, you know what, tech with it. I'm gonna just go there. Like I I I made this really good psychological horror, and I'm also gonna throw in this supernatural element. Yeah. Which is going to make it scarier. It absolutely did make it scarier. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy also says that it's the best acting I've ever seen in a horror movie. I would actually agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can think of a better one. Any off the top of my head right now, I'd have to agree with that at the moment. In terms of acting in a horror film, yeah, yeah, and um, 
yeah, I mean, not that I need to make another argument in favor of it, but just the fact that it, he does get such good performances out of them, and they're not typical horror movie performances, you know, is uh, is impressive. So here's an interesting one, uh, two-star review. Saw this last night with high hopes. I love scary films, and I love indie films, so this seemed like a movie I would have really liked. While I did like the premise of the of this demon and mental illness being hereditary. Hey, that's the title of the movie. <laughs> I was laughing instead of screaming the whole, this whole movie, which is touches on what I was talking about a little bit. Um, I, I saw most of the scares coming. Don't agree with that. Well, I mean, I guess I can't agree with whether they saw the scares coming, but I don't know. I didn't, there's some stuff in there. I did not expect. Yeah. But she, and she also says that the acting was meh and forced. Okay. I want to talk about something. <laughs> I like the acting. Peter. The kid that plays Peter. Mm-hmm. The part was good. and I think he acted well in a lot of it. But there were times where it felt very overacted. Where it felt... Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, and Tony Collette too. She had a moment where she was like, she went all like, you know. Uh, she kind of goes like a, a little Shelley Duvall in The Shining in this movie, where. It's, yeah, I thought about The Shining too. I'm glad you brought that up because that's another kind of like, um, you know, it's Stanley Kubrick, so of course it's got incredible, you know, artistic uh, value and and the cinematography really sticks right. with you. And so um, I, I've definitely felt that touchstone as well and for future podcast reference that is my favorite horror film the shining hmm. i would yeah it's definitely up there i think you i just i don't know i know stephen king hated it and uh yeah i think he changed too many things right yeah he didn't like it the way kubrick dealt and just a little side note i think kubrick jake jack nicholson again we're talking about the overacting. He <laughs> he was crazy that entire movie. That that's a story about somebody that's go, that goes crazy. And this was a story about a crazy person that goes crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I can see Stephen King's gripes with it, but ultimately I think it's uh I don't even know if that's one of his gripes, but it's just a gripe <laughs> that I have. But I love it. It's just, it's perfect. I don't know. I mean, I think the whole trope of, uh, of someone um, gradually losing their sanity uh, can be very well done. And that th- these are definitely both examples of films that, that do that well. Right. I hadn't even thought about that before. But yeah, that's another similarity between the two. Yeah. They're both kind of family dramas. Yeah. The Shining is less tragic. Right. You know, and it's but... a little more faster paced. Mm. It might be a longer movie. I don't know, but actually it might be, it is kind of a long one. It just feels, it felt to me like the shining is a little quicker pace. I'll give you that's that. just because I think hereditary drags. I'll give you that. It just, there were times where I was like, it, it felt like that movie. The, I, if I felt several endings in that film where I expected the credits to roll after the scene cutaway. 
and it didn't happen and didn't happen and it didn't happen and it didn't happen <laughs> which was fine because each time that happened it just got or it just got crazier and crazier yeah. and uh it would insane and mm-hmm. freaky and just gross and mm-hmm. metal and just <laughs> awesome but it just yeah at times it felt like it dragged to me fair enough fair enough it is fair enough <laughs> because it's my opinion and it's also fact <laughs> I uh, I wonder I almost wonder if the ending gets a little bit crazy because um or you know gets a little has a little bit of a comedic undertone because he wanted to uh I don't know I guess lessen the blow some of the yeah of some of the horror maybe yeah maybe he just wanted to leave you with something that wasn't you know just completely incredibly depressing you know yeah i mean because it's such a depressing movie for a lot of it um and maybe he just wanted to kind of like bring you to this other realm like oh this is we're now we're now just off in crazy town yeah supernatural horror realm um so i don't know i can't decide if that was a brilliant move or not um yeah i i can see that yeah it's a little draining at times emotionally draining mm-hmm. um, and I will say also it's a little confusing the mechanics of the possession is a little confusing because you know there's this kind of like blue light sometimes that happens and you're like what is that and then you you find out that that was like that represented this like demon king or whatever and he was like in the girl and then she died so he had to he, he was like stuck in the, the head or something and then he but he he wanted a male body, so that's why he had to go to, uh, uh, Peter. Yeah, Peter, the son. The son. Um, so the mechanics of that, and it it was like she was in him because he does the clicking noise with his tongue. Right. Um. So that yeah. was confusing at the end. I forgot about the blue light, man. That's the <laughs> other thing. The blue light. <laughs> was so stupid. I did not like that at all yeah. the effect looked cheap by the way the uh it didn't seem evil at all it seemed reassuring and like, <laughs> <laughs> it, like oh god's here and he's yeah that was weird yeah but no this is like a, a satanic yeah demon possession going on and i just did not get that feeling from that effect that they used um, yeah, it was a weird choice. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I'm lowering my score to seven. No, I'm just <laughs> eight. Eight stands, but yeah. My my score loses uh, 0.5 off of off of a perfect ten just because of the blue light. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been a red light, it'd be fine. A blue light deduction. Actually, there are those um, like cool space heaters that are creepy. That are like that give off that red light. Yeah, the... red light. Why not red? Yeah, it's the devil. It's Satan. <laughs> what are we doing? Tinkerbell. That's what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> Tinkerbell going from person to person as they cut their own heads off and set it. That they're 
their beloved on fire. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> these people. And now it's your turn to have your head cut off. These people are making me thirsty. <laughs> Ding! With their little wand. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I just. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the blue light, man. That's what the, we should title this episode. <laughs> Something about the blue light. <laughs> Hereditary. The blue light takes a point off. <laughs> a half a point off. We're each going to take half a point off. And that's the title of the episode. <laughs> the blue light. <coughs> a blue light deduction. <coughs> that's what... <laughs> that's what we call it. Hereditary. A blue light deduction. <laughs> So, after the blue light deduction, you're at a 9.5? Yes, 9.5. All right, and I'm at a uh, 7.5. I'm hey, I'm I'm w- I'm with IMDb on this one for the most part. Maybe I should give my give it a 9 because I already said 9.5 earlier, so that wouldn't really be Oh, did you? Fair to oh, okay. pump it up. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're at a 9. We'll give it a 9. Yeah. You've convinced me to lower my score slightly. Yeah, take that Ari Aster. Just kidding, I like the movie. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about something. What? Um, the strange thing about the Johnstons. Or the Johnsons? Johnson. Johnsons, yeah. yeah. So, very quickly, this movie is another film by Ari Aster, but this is a short film he made before Hereditary. It's 30 minutes long. It's about a, uh, a boy. You could say it's another family drama-themed it's definitely a family movie <laughs> that's that i'll give you mm-hmm. uh so if you liked hereditary and you're a fan of the movie and you're kind of a fan of the the zaniness and the weirdness of it check out ari aster's short film the strange thing about the johnsons i uh i watched it before because i was wanting to see hereditary and this was before I had known Jeremiah had seen it and you got to watch it. It is, um, it's another one that's not for the faint of heart, but kind of for a different reason. Right. I, we don't want to ruin anything about this one. Uh, it is a short film. You can find it on YouTube. It's a bizarre premise. You've not seen it before. I guarantee it. Yep. Yeah. It's good. It's going to mess you up. Uh, but, like Jeremiah said, in a completely different way. <laughs> so check that what check that movie out. Um, so that concludes the first episode of Real on Reels with Rob and Jeremiah. You can follow us on Twitter at Real on Reels. Is it nice that that was available? It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Not real and real is official or anything. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's our Gmail account. Yes. Yeah, so real if you, and e- official. if you want to email us with questions or you want to call us stupid, please do. Yeah. We want yeah. to hear feedback. Yeah. We, I want to be insulted. I want to know what you want us to cover. I want to know what, uh, what you know, what kind of questions you want us to answer. What yeah. we, we want to answer. Yeah. So questions. yeah, we'll 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 field questions as long as they're um, relevant and. Uh, or not, if they're so irrelevant that they're funny, then not maybe too we'll cover of, those. Yeah, and not too full of threats. I don't want too many threats within yeah. the questions. Like, listen, I'm all for getting a, a threat. 
<laughs> but if you're asking me a movie question, don't threaten me. <laughs> okay, so questions, not threats. Don't know why we went down that road, but... Because. Contact us. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. We, uh, we're on Facebook. At, uh, we, we have a um, just a Facebook page, I right. think. Right, at facebook.com slash real on reels that's r-e-a-l-r-e-e-l-s um and then also put the on in the middle you know how to spell it's fine um, <laughs> i just want to make sure you know the proper order of these real puns and and if you want to ask us questions you can ask us on uh via email twitter facebook whatever you want um we'll try to keep up with the voluminous <laughs> amounts of uh, just the the stream of comments, the torrent. Right. Well, at some point, we'll have to stop with peace and love. We'll have to stop <laughs> taking fan mail. But right now, we haven't sold our souls, and we haven't sold out yet. So I think we're okay. You can <laughs> you, you can you can communicate with us right now, listener. <laughs> You can be our friend, but I'm telling you right now, as soon as we get an advertiser, none of you will be able to speak a word to me. <laughs> or Jeremiah. I, I need to cut him off. Okay. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and you can also email us at Official. Facebook and Twitter are just Reels, so we got kind of kind of looked out with that one. Yeah, we did, except for the Gmail account. Yeah, we had to just tack official on there. Yeah, I don't know who what's called real on reels that the Gmail is being used for, but yeah. um, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening to our very zero episode, zeroist, zero zeroth episode, zeroth episode of uh, real on reels, and uh, we're gonna end with a word from our sponsor. You feel like your life is out of control? Are the films you're watching leaving you disappointed and deflated? Ask your doctor about Real on Reels. With Real on Reels, you'll be the you that you want to be. Side effects may include mesothelioma, ear rabies, ear pox, athlete's ear, astral projection, death, defenestration, decapitation, somnambulance, a literal murder of crows, familial hexes, a fuzzy black tongue, various psychoses. If your erection lasts longer than four hours, call the psychiatrist.